0: You knew you weren't good enough, and you didn't do anything.
1: This is Talk Can Audio. All right. We're back in the captain's chair. Things feel a little nicer over here, a little more natural. Yeah, good to be back behind the wheel, although... My ass groove has been uh, destroyed by the last guy in here. Welcome inside the Tall Can Audio Podcast. Matt Robinson within in the TCA studio. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go back and check out Tuesday morning. Rob Christie was steering the ship, and uh, he did an admirable job. Thought we got through it. It was a little longer than some shows. That was probably to be expected, maybe, but there was a lot on the docket. I won't put all of that on him. And uh, I, uh, we did get a couple of messages that were... That he didn't make it through the first sentence. He didn't make it through the welcome before botching it, uh, saying welcome to TSA instead of TCA. So whatever. Otherwise, I thought beyond that, I I did. I was like everybody else. I thought with that little mistake, we could be in for a long run. But no, it, uh, I thought it was a pretty good show otherwise. But if you want to hear that, that's episode 1257. Like I said, uh, no, that's episode 1258. This is 1259. I don't know what I said off the top. Uh, you can go back and check that out wherever you're hearing this one. At talkanaudio.com or on your uh, your favorite podcast app. Uh, just a quick correction, because uh, <laughs> there was some confusion coming out of the last show, uh, episode 1258. Rob said that Lee Versage would be back in here on Wednesday. I corrected him and said he would be back in here on Thursday. Neither one of those things are of any help to you people as, uh, as the good listeners of the podcast, because he won't be back in studio until Thursday. So I had that part right when I corrected Rob. But, it won't be released until Friday morning. So that's how we should have teed it up. If I was better at this, if after 1,250 episodes of the podcast, he and I had gotten into a rhythm and knowing what we're doing here, being able to promote our own show. Uh, so a little confusion there. Um, I felt like I, in in kind of a snotty way, in kind of a shitty way, when Rob said, Lever Sage would be back in Wednesday, I was like Thursday. And it's really going to be Friday by the time you hear it. So, uh, so kind of waving at it there, but we're looking forward to uh, to getting Lever back in here. He'll be back in the country, and as long as the jet lag doesn't kick his ass too bad, yeah, you will be able to hear that on Friday. Uh, it is a Tuesday afternoon. It's a short week. It's coming off a long weekend. We don't want to go crazy on the craft beer thing here today, so I'm circling back to our friends from the uh, the Nita Beer Company. This is the Nita Light, coming in at 4.2%, just a standard light lager. I've had this one on the show uh, multiple times before, always treats me pretty well, uh, in a situation like this where, you know, it was a couple of Imperial stouts on the show, uh, on the last episode. Uh, this wasn't really the day for that. So we'll go back to, uh, the Need a Beer Company. Like I said, I've talked to a few different people about this one. If you're normally not a light beer person, this is worth a shot because it tastes more like beer. It's a little maltier than, uh, you know, than most light beers. So, uh, well worth an attempt there. And that's what we'll be riding with here today. Uh, we're gonna touch base with our buddy Andrew Stoughton, and we'll talk some Blue Jays spring training is underway. Last week we saw pitchers and catchers report, and now uh, everyone else has reported. So uh, camp is underway. We'll talk to Stoughton and and see what he thinks of of this camp, what might be worth keeping an eye on, and and what's already set in stone. Uh, big news of the day, I guess, is on the non baseball front, is uh, Commissioner Bettman upholding the five game suspension for for Morgan Riley. Uh, We're not going to get into a whole lot about. it. I, I don't know. I sort of assumed this is what would happen. I thought maybe they'd slice a game off, but for the most part, he upholds these. This is always what was going to happen, and it's fired the whole debate back up. But as I said on episode 1257, a solo show I ran here towards the end of last week, who cares, right? Like, it's not who cares. It's a real story, but we've talked about it two or three times on the podcast, and I'm sort of over it, so... They've gone four and zero so far. They've got a game against Arizona on Wednesday. That's who they'll play uh, in their last matchup without Morgan Riley. He'll return on Thursday against Vegas, and uh, and we'll see. And maybe the the outcry would be bigger if if they'd struggled thus far. But they haven't. It's four and zero. So whatever. And that's opened up a whole other debate that Rob and I actually had on episode 1258 about why the Leafs record without Morgan Riley is so good. Uh, but uh, like I said, we're not going to spend all day on that. Uh, we're, we're here to talk baseball. And so with that, we'll bring in our buddy Andrew Stoughton from the BatFlip.ca. And Stoughton, everybody knows the big news today is that Gary Bettman has upheld the five-game suspension to Morgan Riley. Would you characterize your emotions on this as outrage or merely furious? Oh, merely furious. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are we talking about that still?
1: That's <laughs> a week and a half later. Yeah. We're, uh, I guess it's, it's still a thing, but, uh, it's good to have you back on the show, man. I appreciate it. And, you know, I normally come knocking whenever there's been big blue Jays news and ask for your takes. And consequently, we haven't spoken for the entire off season because there <laughs> really hasn't been a whole lot of that. Uh, how's your winter been, man? What have you been keeping busy with? Uh, football manager? Yeah.
0: Um, no, I mean it's it, it's been painful. It's uh, I mean it's been pleasant to not have anything to do though. Racked, you know, I'm racked with guilt or have been. You know, now now there's now there's stuff to actually write about, and we're kind of getting it back into the swing of things. I've a posted the mailbag that I put out in a call for questions for back in January. Um, but you know, it, it, who wanted to think about this team until we really had to is kind of how I felt about it. Yeah. And uh, and. and Specifically, when I mean, when I say who, I mean, I didn't want to think about this team (laughs) until I had to. Um, You know, yeah, I mean, I guess we could have talked when they signed Justin Turner, Mm -hmm. but uh, because that might have been the only big one. Well, and but you mentioned that in really piece, doesn't move the needle no, much, you know?
1: at the bat I, I thought your point right off the hop on that or whatever they call it, you'd know better than me. Right below the headline is the, the, the sub headline or the, yeah. the whatever. And it was, that? yeah, the, the blue Jays for the blue Jays. This is either a really nice start to, to an off season or a fairly disappointing finish to it. And I guess right now we're leaning towards the idea of it being a disappointing finish, unless you're big into the, the Vogelback fever, like so many of us have caught here <laughs> over the last week. Um, I guess before we get to the specifics, because you sort of alluded to it there, that uh, there was sort of a frustration or a malaise or a whatever around this team down the, the, the stretch during the season. It had become a frustrating season to watch, despite the fact they were pretty good. Uh, they get into the playoffs, that ends in a very frustrating fashion. The postseason press conferences are very frustrating. You're getting Otani, and then, no, you're not. And um, that was frustrating. Then they don't do much else. That was. I'm just sort of curious how this works for you. And you sort of mentioned that you know you were okay with the fact that you were able to step back a little bit over the last few months. But it looked like to me... We sort of finished in a frustrating place. We didn't do much. And then as soon as Atkins came out to do that first press availability at spring training, my timeline immediately reverted to the first week of October or the third week of October when these press conferences, like all the same feelings, all the same frustrations. Are we... I guess if you get Otani, the entire story changes, but that was always a bit of a pipe dream. And then it was right there in front of you, and then it was gone again. But this offseason, they haven't done much, um, and you already had a frustrated fan base. Are we gearing up for another similarly miserable season, or is that solely on the fans? Like, are you able to turn the page? Yeah, I hope spring's eternal. It's a new year. We'll see what happens. Like, where where are you coming into this spring training?
0: Yeah. uh, Well, I mean, I'm not as down on Ross Atkins as a lot of people, uh, simply because I don't think, you know, a lot of the things that he says that frustrate people. I mean, he says it in a strange way. Absolutely. I would love it if they, you know, maybe made somebody else the face of baseball operations. Uh, gave somebody else a chance to do that. But that's a chair that nobody really wants because it's a thankless job, as we can all see. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he kind of has to say the things that he says a lot of the time. You know, he's he's not closing doors. He's, you know, he's he's, uh, you know, it is particular. You're right, though. It seems uh, to be and-
1: his delivery more than... Most GMs come out and say vagaries, and you know, a hundred percent, a hundred percent.
0: I do. Think, I think it's a lot is the delivery, but also, you know, it's it, it, and particularly this year they have talked about internal communication being a problem. Uh, you know, that was kind of when things weren't happening on the uh, on, on the you know, trade and free agent front. It was like, oh, we believe in uh, you know, we're going to have better players because you know guys are going to rebound because we're fixing up our internal systems, and part of that was communication. And it's like, well you know there there was a blatant example of, of weird <laughs> communication at the in the playoffs right uh so you know that raises an eyebrow for sure uh i get why people don't like it but often it's it, uh, the content of what he says is not is not as uh does not warrant the 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 reaction that people give to it right. um but i can't blame anyone for being frustrated and it has been it's it's been exactly as you laid it out it's been a really frustrating Ah, uh, time to be a Jays fan, and I don't think there's going to be a reprieve. I think you know Shapiro and Atkins have said from basically day one, they're like, "Well, if we win, then then everything will be fine." You know, when there was that firestorm when they first got here, uh, if they win, it'll be fine, and if they don't, then you know that's a problem. And uh, I think that, that that's probably the way it's going to play out. And unfortunately, you know, they're they're sort of slipping behind other teams as they as they stay idle here. Uh, in terms of like the projections, so that that could be a, a recipe for another miserable year. I mean, hopefully they hit some more. Right. Um, but uh, I don't think that's going to be the cure all that uh, that people sort of uh, would have thought it was last year. Uh, I think if you're still losing games, even though you are you know actually you know hitting a bit, uh, <laughs> probably still going to have the same levels of frustration. So you don't uh, think? I, like I, I think it's a. It,
1: on a day-to-day totally. level, you don't think it's more enjoyable to watch? I, I guess a loss is a loss, but it's more fun oh, throughout the game if there's a couple runs or home runs or.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. If it, it, if if you get down two runs in the third inning and it feels like a comeback is hopeless, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a miserable way to go through a season. <laughs> yeah, like, and that kind of was last year. So, so in that sense, yes. But you know, people will still be uh, not in a good place with this team until. They prove they can win, and until they prove they can win in October, which you know, for me, I think they, I think they could. I think they could have had a lot better year last year. I mean, if you look at the uh, the, the raw numbers, there, like, the, or even the you know the adjusted ones, like uh, they they hit better than the Orioles, they pitched better than the Orioles. You know, they they and they ended up because of you know batted ball luck, runs at runners in scoring position mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, they ended up you know a, a eleven wins below them. So. Um, I, I think that they're, and in that sense, I think they're kind of right. You know, the front office in thinking, you know, the improvement should come. I know we heard that all last year, and I, I you know, I, I understand why people think, okay, it didn't happen last year, so it won't happen. Right. I Still, absolutely could, but uh, until they show us something, I don't even know that you know Chapman and Bellinger are still out there. I would love to think that they're still in. I'd love to think that there's some deep strategy going on here. <laughs> uh, starting to st- starting to waver in my belief that that's <laughs> what's really happening. Um, but I don't even know if that would change the narrative all that much. It just – it feels like, you know, you knew you weren't good enough and you didn't do anything.
1: Yeah. Man, that last sentence all alone was just...
0: – Well, that's I – mean, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's, I don't what know if that's true. Well, it, that's sort of what it sure happened. feels like it's yeah. true and that's absolutely what people will think. Yeah. Uh, and can't dissuade them from that. I can't disagree necessarily. But I, I think the internal improvement could help absolutely. Uh, to put an optimistic shine on it, but they weren't good enough and then they didn't do anything.
1: Right. Well, and it's interesting that, you know, I think a lot of us just assumed at the end of last year that that Chapman was going to be leaving and and you got to a point in like January or February where it was almost like, oh my God, please go get Chapman back, right? Like there's certain Mm -hmm. moments like this hasn't played out quite the way fans would have hoped. And I don't know how in they ever really were on some of these big names, but I guess, are you surprised that this is where We've landed. We talked going into the offseason that this wasn't a strong, um, you know, free agent class. There wasn't a ton out there, especially considering what the Blue Jays would need. But there were options. There were pieces you could have gone uh, and done it. They did go bring in Justin Turner. Uh, Escobar is now in the mix on a minor league tryout. Uh, Vogelbach is in the mix on a minor league tryout. Yariel Rodriguez is an interesting piece. We'll see what that's going to be. In ter- maybe names sort of removed. Are you surprised that this is the type of offseason they had, or were you expecting more?
0: Oh, I was definitely expecting more. Um, you know, Just on, just from an offensive standpoint, they've kind of doubled down on the defense-heavy thing that they did last year, which uh, didn't work out great. And I think that that's, you know, it's probably good that they didn't immediately, you know, overcorrect, correct go the other way. Uh, they're sticking to their principles on that, and, and they, you know, Isaiah Kainofalefa is... A strange, strange contract. A guy that I don't understand why you guaranteed him two years. I don't want to see him basically ever play. I would like to. I would like there to be better players on the field. I'm I expecting more than never. I, I
1: think the the contract they've given it will be more than never that you see. Him. I
0: suspect that's the thing, and you know the guy just can't hit. It, uh, uh, so that's you know that 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 kind of stuff has absolutely surprised me um it it seems simple pardon me it seems simple it seemed like ross at the you know at the end of last season uh was like oh you like it was acknowledged and accepted yeah we need like three or four bats or three bats or two or three bats um and you know (laughs) what the one you got is is 38 39 and uh you know hit 17 home runs last year i I don't know maybe it was more than that but um it just doesn't inspire a lot. Justin Turner is a fine hitter, and sure. people really like him. But I don't think he can play third base anymore. Um, you know that's and that's why you know Matt Chapman would be a great fit here. because yeah. it means no no Turner ever at third base. It means <laughs> Connor Falefa is now more in a uh, you know a, a, a second base left field, maybe center sometimes. You know a, a kind of uh, Swiss Army knife type of a role, which. Yeah much more palatable than sure. um, than what it's shaping up to be right now. Um, you know, Cody Bellinger would be a nice fit too. And if they're just waiting for, you know, the musical chairs kind of thing, um, that's great. But then also you kind of need to, you know, you need you need uh, you need those guys to want to be here too is another aspect of that. Well and you um, also so sort of mentioned it's not a slam dunk that, that, no. that they, they, they can just wait until those guys uh run out of options and pluck the last one that's available. There's going to be competition. So Well and Atkins has sort of said that in that presser
1: that And look, I guess my question would be, do you believe him when he says anything we're bringing in now probably comes with a subtraction? And that doesn't necessarily mean it's just a trade, like a contract in for a contract out. You could trade a contract for, you know, futures for prospects or whatever, open up some some salary room and then sign a free agent. But do you think that's sort of where they're at? Do you take him at face value when he says, yeah, we're largely done, you know, adding to our salary?
0: Um yeah I mean I, there there are a number of ways to to look at that. It, 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 salary wise, I mean they were in a territory last year higher than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. And if if money is an issue, I can I can get it. it I don't think it should be. It should never be with Rodgers running the team and owning the team, but but you know where they are in terms of uh the luxury tax stuff, you know, it's it's still very very high. Uh, and if they're not able to push it higher, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised just based on the history of Rogers yeah. prior to the last couple of years. Um, so, you know, if that's what that's about. They
1: um, so should can a couple yeah, more may- radio stations, maybe. Or uh.
0: <laughs> Yeah, my God. <laughs> Like, like that. Like, if that's what that's about, yeah. I guess maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of took it maybe more as like we like our guys, and right. we, you know, if we brought in someone, we you know, sort of a show faith of the to the, the rest of the team, even you know, uh, even if that's not ne- you know if they're not necessarily as upset about the idea of you know sending Santiago Espinal or Kevin Biggio away. Yeah. Um. But you know, I, I, I'm not sure. But I think the door is still open. I mean, I think that. I mean, he never closes doors, like I was saying before, but, uh. You know, I didn't take that as we're done. Uh, I do take them at face value that that they could still add, but it would have to come with subtraction. It's like, well, you look at the forty man, or you look at the what what the twenty six man roster is yeah. going to look like. You're like, yeah, you 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 won't be able to keep everybody that you've stockpiled to play second or third base.
1: Um, <laughs> You would think it's you don't need that many of these guys. It is a weird roster, and so that was going to be my next question. They bring in Escobar and they bring in Vogel back on minor league deals, and look, those are reasonable veterans. They're worth taking a look at if you can get them to to come to camp. But do you view that because it was already a little heavy with with Biggio and Espinal and IKF as as just infielders? And I get it, like a couple of them can go play some outfield, but your your infield is now really puzzling to look at. As sort of you tie it to my last question, do you look at either of those particular signings last week, the the Vogelback and, uh, and Escobar, as protecting yourself because you think at least you might be getting ready to ship out a couple of infielders, or are these just kind of free looks at guys who may or may not still have some upside?
0: Yeah, uh that's a great question. I think I mean I think that it, it can maybe be a little bit of both. I mean uh, th- there are still obviously trade talks or we're still hearing trade rumors. The, the free agents are still out there, you know, there there would probably have to be a move like we say that with the subtraction if the if they did actually you know do the right thing and hold their noses and sign you know throw a bunch of money at matt chapman or cody bellinger um how jd martinez at this point i'll play play turner Turner at third and give me jd martinez instead of whatever whatever this is supposed to be um or yeah i i don't know uh but yeah i i think i mean those guys could be useful they could be nothing i think it's just it's it is a bit of insurance there uh i hope to hell they're not like really planning on putting them in the mix I'd I, like they lost Otto Lopez uh, to yeah. the Giants there which you know that'll uh, that kind of open up maybe a spot in AAA for Escobar but he might also have one of those deals where um, if he doesn't make the club by a certain date they they can cut him loose. Uh, but yeah, there's a glut. There's Davis Schneider. There's too. Yeah. there too. You know, Addison Barger had a terrible year last year, but he's still, I think, pretty well regarded in the organization.
1: Elvis um, Martinez.
0: Elvis Martinez is going to be pushing for time. Ideally, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's a there's a right-handed bat off the bench uh, that's probably ready-made at this point. I mean, I don't think you I think you want to keep him in the in the minors and uh, have him get better against same-sided pitching, but uh, but. But down the stretch, I think for sure, he could be a guy who comes up and, and, and really gives them a lift and gives them some power off the bench, or you know, even starting against lefties. Yeah. Um but but that would that would mean where where have all these other guys gone? <laughs> because there's just so many guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, none of which are impressive.
1: No, uh, it just feels like the, a lot of things, right? Right. Utility yeah. infielders all over the place. I, it's very razy, which right. you know. Well, they I seem mean, to do it better than than most people. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Good, good luck to the team that tries to be the Rays. You know, I don't, I don't know that that's going to work for them. I'd, i I'd like to think it, it can. Sure. I think it can. I think they could have won the World Series last year. I mean, I say they weren't good enough before, but like, I think they were. They didn't perform like it, but I think yeah. that was a team on paper that should have. Absolutely, I mean the Diamondbacks got to the damn World Series. I mean, like it it doesn't. Once you get in, it doesn't take much. The Diamondbacks were thirty-two and thirty-nine in the second half. Like people lost, people lost their minds about you know Gabriel Moreno because he does look like a a star and he was very very good. But that's not a a special team by any sense. Uh, The Jays were better than that team. The Jays were better than a lot of the the teams that were in the playoffs. I think they just didn't perform like it, and that's kind of the point. so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know how they'll piece it together if this is it. Uh, Vogelbach could just. Could, I mean, it sounds like maybe they want a lefty bat off the bench, mm-hmm. um, so that could be uh, a competition between him and uh, Spencer Horwitz. Um, uh, then I just I don't want to live in that world. To be honest <laughs> with you, I don't want to think about it. Uh, it's just it's all so mid. It's not. It, it's not inspiring. And even though the pitching is re- going to be really good, you know, it's it's.
1: Do you think Barger's so ready to get in that mix as a lefty off the bench? Or, uh, uh, is
0: he lefty?
1: Uh, I believe I, don't, he's lefty. I never remember. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I, either way, I don't think so. Okay. Just based on the way he, the season he had last year. He, right. was, he was below average, like below league average in, in the International League. So that okay. doesn't usually scream uh, <laughs> Major league big league ready. ready. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Um. So everybody sort of agrees unanimously when you go into spring training don't pay attention to wins don't pay attention to a lot of things like chris bassett told everyone going into spring training don't pay much attention to my velocity i'm just working on some things and everyone freaked out when his velocity was down and he turned <laughs> out to have like yeah. a career year um yeah. so when you get ready for spring training and and maybe there's nothing but like when you get ready to watch and it's actually sounds like sports net's going to show us a fair bit of uh of spring training this year, all the the Dunedin home games. So that's cool. That's something we've been screaming for for a while. But when you're following spring training and we all understand wins and losses don't matter and pitchers don't want you paying attention to their VLO and things like that, what are you looking for, if anything, or is this just five or six weeks of frustration for you just waiting to get to the real day?
0: (laughs) I mean, it kind of is that, but, but I mean, there are absolutely things to look for. I mean, you want to see uh, it's just it, there's so many caveats and so many like you have to you want to see guys hit the ball hard not necessarily uh you know whether the it's a hit or an out or not you want to you know you want to see guys hitting the ball with the with authority and, and want to see if they how their approach looks you want to see how pitchers uh you know how his, lo- how his location is mm-hmm. how his stuff looks um you know kind of just more granular stuff i think is worth looking at and um but it all has to be factored through you know the the competition that they're facing right because that that's just such a uh such a factor it's like oh yeah you can go hit three bombs off guys who are going to be in double a right that doesn't tell you anything like th- that's that's what a big league hitter should be doing Maybe not quite that but um but yeah it, it, i don't know it's it's uh and I guess it gives you some ideas of you know how the things are going to function on the team, how you know where guys are getting looks at different you know places on the diamond because there sure is enough of that going to go. It's not going to be it's not nine guys locked into, no, into <laughs> each or eight. Um, so. You know, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 sunny out. It's nice to see a baseball field here in the <laughs> snowy north. <laughs> but, but honestly, it, we are in the we're recording here in the point of the of spring, you know, they haven't had their first game yet. Pitchers no. and catchers are down there. We're watching all those pictures the images come back from Dunedin. It's very exciting. People and then you kinda of forget that it's a six week slog. It's not it's not particularly fun. Uh you just gotta hope nobody gets hurt. This is really all that it is.
1: Who, if anyone, will you be specifically focused on? There's a lot of talk on on Alec Manoa. Um, you know that that's going to be. I, I don't know what you'd call it, like a hinge point on the season. The pitching was pretty good without him last year, but it could be better if he suddenly returns to what we thought he might be. Um, how interested are you in 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 this signing of Yeriel Rodriguez and what they do with him through this? Like to me, most of this. Yeah, it'll be great if Vlad comes out and crushes it in spring training. We'll all feel good going into the season, but it may or may not mean anything. I I do think maybe there's some stories to follow on the the pitching side of things or you know what what there will you be keeping an eye on?
0: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Like yeah, the hitting probably won't mean too much, uh good or bad. Um but yeah, the, the two names you brought you brought up, you know, Manoa definitely going to be watching him and seeing how, you know, how the Best shape of his life. Is, is, I'm hearing. The, oh, well, that's, I mean, looks <laughs> looks like it. Yeah, can't hurt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess it could throw his mechanics off if sure. he's, if it's way different. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I um, wouldn't know. I've never lost thirty pounds. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, Hard <laughs> yeah. yeah, hard same. Um, but no, it's like. Uh, I think, yeah, him absolutely, you're going to want to watch the, the velocity there and, and, and see how that looks, how the slider looks, uh, how he holds stuff deeper into games, how he battles, you know, how he bears with the pitch clock uh, um, and, you know, if he's getting his head bashed in. I mean, look, best shape of his life. Yeah, a bunch of Teens in the Yankee system destroyed him like <laughs> like, like like eight months ago. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot to hang on him. Um, Yariel Rodriguez, absolutely, he's got that. They're paying him a lot of money.
1: Yeah, um, and for five years. And
0: yeah, I mean, it's not you know in big league terms. I guess it's not it's not like it's a problem contract, but like that's that's a hefty investment. They've invested, um, so yeah. that that means they think he's a starter long term. Um, it's going to take some time for that to happen, and his contract only allows him to be. Uh, Option down just this year, and then after that, he's it's a big league contract, Um, which which one is interesting um, in its own right. But that means that there's sort of a ticking clock on you know he's got to stay healthy, he's got to you know he's got to show that he's got the starter's repertoire and, and can do. Uh, the things that make him, you know, I mean, he could be a weapon for them probably out of the bullpen. He was very good in, uh, in Japan and as a, as a reliever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I think can happen down the line, you know, do the same. I mean, Ricky Tiedemann's another guy that you're obviously going to be watching and I think people will be salivating over. Uh, but yeah, Rodriguez is absolutely one. Yeah. Tiedemann's another. Do you think uh, you'll see
1: Tiedemann this year in the majors? I think it's
0: possible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he got up to Buffalo at the end of last year. Yeah. So that's sort of a pretty big signal. But it, it'll be, you know, this year, I think, is mostly about him getting innings and catching up. I think he was only like 67 innings yeah. last year because yeah. of the, the injuries and stuff. And it's, it, he's in that place. And sort of speaking, speaking to that, as um, Nate Pearson, who, you know, is a, a yeah, maybe not a, 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 a cautionary tale, but a, another guy <laughs> yeah. who had the similar thing where you got to watch his innings and, uh had all the big stuff and it just hasn't quite worked out but he's added a splitter which i think for a guy who everybody you know every armchair uh fan uh, has been screaming. it's like the fastball is too straight, like you could throw it 100 and it's straight and it doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. so, him and I can splitter, I think, is pretty interesting. Um, could it could be a very good development for him? And I'll be, I'll be watching that. And then also, I mean, Chris, speaking of Chris Bassett, like, uh, you mentioned Bowden Francis, who, right? Uh, was like he could be like a, a top starter, which is you know, maybe he's just being nice to his teammate, but Francis has been really impressive, I think. And, um, and yeah, I think so. That's another story on the pitching side to watch because he's somebody who absolutely, uh, you know, has really you know looked pretty good in the big leagues, and and I, I think that there could be something there. And I'll sneak one more in and again sure. on the pitching side is Mitch White because he finished the yeah. season really, really strong in Buffalo. Yeah, that great the last six
1: weeks down there in the minors last yeah. year. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, throwing harder and and you know I've I've heard I've heard that you know they thought that a lot of what was wrong with them was really a. Uh, well i mean the, the previous year was the previous year but he did have that shoulder impingement or whatever it was that forget what it was at the start of the year mm-hmm. uh and that really just uh, the, the i think that the thought is out there that that set him back and that um and that the six week the last six weeks may really well have been uh the real him which would uh uh which have bode well because he's, he doesn't have an option so that right. he's gonna have to stay on the big league roster or be out of the organization um there's a guy who maybe can even, if he shows well in, in, uh, in camp there, there's maybe even a trade candidate if the, if sure. you know, when you get down to the roster crunch. Um, but I think they, I think they like him. And, and uh, would probably prefer to keep them if they, you know, if he does, you know, come out and really look the part. Um, but I think that's possible too. I mean, the pitching on this on this roster is is really quite exciting. I think in a lot of ways, even though it's not, you know, I know people. I'm, I know this because I'm about to write a, you know, respond to a mailbag question about it when I when we get off air. But you know, the the they have not developed a lot of homegrown pitching. Right. They've really had to use the free agent market. But there are some there are some arms there right now, and and they have like AAA depth, and they they have they have a lot of guys who. You know, I think other teams would be envious of uh, that. That could really be useful starters for a lot of teams in baseball who will be in Buffalo or Swingman or uh, or whatever else uh, behind the you know the really good core yeah, form of the rotation,
1: Stripling or something, right? Which was a valuable piece yeah. for for quite a while. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Maybe, not, even maybe. maybe even better. Maybe better. I I don't know. I I'm I'm higher on the pitching than the the hitting stuff. People want For to, sure. People want to believe that that David Schneider was the the Oof. guy from the first four weeks, then not yeah. the second four <laughs> weeks or whatever it was. I I but I do think a lot of people think that he can be really good and that, that you know there's there's a reason he did well and uh, makes good good decisions and uh, there are things to like there. But I don't know. I think some of the other Buffalo boys. Um, yeah, I, I'll reserve judgment until I see a little bit more of, say, Ernie Clement or sure. Horwitz or
1: Barger. Or I, think that's, I think that's fair. And that, <laughs> that mailbag you referenced will be at batflip.ca. We'll link to it in the show notes. But I did want to ask you one more thing. <laughs>
0: well, that means well, now I have to get it yeah, done. Yeah, now wow. he's
1: got to write it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we'll, we'll link to it when it's ready. Uh, it's Thank you. <laughs> um, but that's one last thing on Manoa I'm just curious, do you have a feel at all? whether it was real, whether it was overblown, what the relationship between Manoa and the blue Jays is right now, by all accounts, there was some uh, frustration on both sides last year with how things were handled. And then they were going to send him down and he wasn't going to go. And there was some talk about he's saying he's hurt. And they maybe doubted that a little bit. There was some talk at the end of the season, you know, is that relationship going to be so frayed or so damaged that he won't even be back. And, um, I, I just wonder whether you thought that was a legitimate concern. He's saying all the right things now that he's reported, and as you said, he he looks to be in in better shape. Um, do you have any sort of feel or theory at all on on what went on last year between the two sides and and where they might feel or how they might feel about each other now?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't have a feel uh, any more than anyone else. You know, I've I've read, the, I've seen the quotes, and 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 seen the, but you've seen the work he's put in, and yeah. I think that maybe speaks more to. Uh, well, he's certainly motivated, which uh, after last season he uh, you would hope that he was anyway. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I don't I, I I don't know. It's but it seems like it's good. And and he also maybe it's just a recognition on his part that he has absolutely no leverage in those kind of situations. Right. Anyway, it's like you know you're uh, the you're you're an indentured servant to the Blue Jays until you get <laughs> your six years of big, of big league service time, right? So he, he doesn't have a lot uh, that he can do about it, but just move on and and you know. Show them that he deserves to be in the big leagues, which I don't think he did last year and right. maybe maybe he's maybe maybe the the work that he's done uh is an indication of uh, an acknowledgement of that I, I hope so I hope we could I hope that's a place where we could turn the page and uh and he can come back and be really you know really effective and uh, uh everyone could forget about all of that stuff um. What's a reasonable expectation
1: work? for him this year? Be like a number 4, like be reliable down there or do you want to see him approaching Cy Young candidate again? Like what 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 would well, you like look that. at? Yeah. 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 Well, I think we'd all <laughs> love that. Yeah, but what's reasonable to expect this year, do you think?
0: Yeah, I you know, I don't what I don't know. I mean, I think and I think that there's competition for that fifth spot. So yeah. he's he's just he's going to have to do pretty well. I, um, you know, I think it's you want to see him go deep into games and you want to see uh, I want to see the strikeouts come up. I know that wasn't, you know, uh, in in his uh, in, in his Cy Young contending year, mm-hmm. um, the strikeouts weren't, you know, weren't there. You know, seven or seven or eight strikeouts for nine is not nothing, but in, right. the, in today's big leagues, that's not a lot. And he was able to rely a lot on uh, uh, inducing poor contact, uh, and that kind of went away last year. And everybody just hit him really hard. And um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I and if, if that comes back and that's who he is, that's fine too. And if that, you know, if, if more balls in play leads to, um, you know, not, a, not <laughs> well, as good. They're now being hit of- to
1: Justin Turner and not Matt Chapman. I'm not <laughs> well, sure. <that's,
0: laughs> I, I, sadly, I think Connor uh, is going to be there a that's, lot.
1: I think I you're right. Yeah.
0: I don't think David Schneider has the arm for it. I don't think Kevin Biggio is a guy yeah. that they're probably willing to give that job to a lot. I, I, I hope they don't play. I hope Turner's more of a DH. I
1: think you're I, right. But...
0: I'd like to be wrong, but I don't think that that's a good idea. But, um, but no, I think, I don't know what, what, you know, a successful year would be a year where he makes 30, 30 starts in the big leagues, right? If he holds off. Francis and White and Tiedemann and yep. uh, and and everybody else down there. Then that's that's a good year for Alec Panoa and uh, just just hanging on in the rotation, which um,
1: not a high bar to clear, frankly. Right. Well, as we sort of project forward, then and and look at this team, they got not only elite performances out of that pitching staff last year, but also incredibly lucky in terms of health and. It kind of looks like, based on the additions they've made on the the hitting side of things, they're just banking that that pitching performance can be duplicated. Everyone will stay just as healthy, and I think that's a hell of a roll of the dice to make, that you are are kind of coming into the year expecting everything that went really well last year to go really well again, and all the things that went poorly last year to suddenly go well and I maybe I'm being a little over dramatic or a little unfair but that's sort of how I feel coming into this when you look at this team and you project forward do you expect this team to be you know a slam dunk playoff team kind of battling to the wild card right at the end uh, maybe not having quite enough to get in when you kind of project out on this team and look around the division and and who else is going to be competitive in the AL um, you know how do you view this group?
0: Yeah, I I mean I think you're you're absolutely bang on about the, you know, it's a, it's a bit odd to expect that the everybody on the hitting side is going to get better and the pitching is going to stay the same. Right. They they are due a little bit of regression there. They are due some bad health, you know, a man like one Bobachette injury uh, if Vlad doesn't look like the guy he yeah. was before, it's going to be bleak uh, on the hitting side. But I'll say what I said uh, right after the uh, the Otani fiasco. I tweeted something like, you know, Ross, from here he's going to make a couple of lateral lateralish looking moves that inspire no one, and then they're going like, to romp to the division title, It's <laughs> probably, probably what will happen. Well, I mean, scared the hell I'm out of everybody <laughs> when the
1: Orioles went and got an ace, and then all of a sudden Braddish goes, well, I don't know then, right? Like you're right back to throw them all in a pile and see what happens. Right.
0: Yeah, you know they'll 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 be good those yeah. Orioles, but I I still I mean I think that they were they were very lucky last year to be mm-hmm. to to look as good as they did, but with all the prospects and all those you know the the young hitters, uh, you know no doubt
1: um, yeah. We're still you know, some in the, fu- in, the, in, the <laughs> in the in the in the cooker still some to come. It's
0: that would be, that would really
1: be nice, frankly. Uh, a
0: healthy Danny Jansen would be very nice. Oh, sorry, I meant year. the
1: Orioles still had pieces. Oh, the, the Orioles, cooker. oh yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, well they might too. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that and that's the thing. That's the thing about like these guys still being out there. It's like they're not just out. They're not just potential Jays additions. They're potential yeah. additions to the teams you're competing for. That maybe third wild card spot at this mm-hmm. point. With you know the Mariners get. They've, there's been talk there about Chapman. The Mariners add Chapman. Their projections go ahead of the Jays probably.
1: Yankees um, and Snell. I don't know. Yeah, what you're that would of be them.
0: that would be a, a, a bad scenario <laughs> yeah. for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, even though you know they're and it's weird. You know they, we talk about. Uh, people think Ross Atkins is risk averse, which I think, you know, if you look at some of the deals he's done, that's not necessarily the case. But also I think the risk that he, he takes comes in different shapes than people sort of think. Yeah, it's you can say it to a microphone.
1: Doesn't... It's a risky move.
0: <laughs> well, that's that, that's absolutely accurate. But but also like, uh, you know, it, it it's like uh, he's taking a risk by saying that, okay, it's not worth throwing six years and uh, you know 150 million dollars at Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Um and like okay that's too risky but it's also risky I would say to to bank on this group you know doing yep. uh, doing better than the team did last year. Um like he's not averse, averse to that risk. Um it just it, that's just I'm a the, little averse the, to the, it. The risk aversion that people like to think about when they talk about him. Yeah. Uh and yeah it's 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 risky to to be going into this year like like that. I mean, he's his his buddy's his boss, so he might might not mean anything for right. his job. But uh,
1: well, we saw. to get a week?
0: lot more uncomfortable, and that's that's saying
1: something. Is uh, it like, like a week or two ago that the, the team tweets out, "You asked for it, you got it. Here's cup holders in the new premium seats," and you're like, <laughs> in any other off-season or any other organization, you'd all be like, all right, that's kind of cute. We did all want the cup holders, and that's great. But the replies are just like, fuck you, go sign someone. Like, it's yeah. it's insane right now. And and I, I don't know if you can make good, smart baseball slash business moves while you are under the gun. Like, like, you can't react to the fans necessarily. But at the same time, you are about to try and sell out you know, they're they're asking for five year commitments on some of these premium seats, and you've done nothing to excite anybody other than, I guess, the cup holders. It's
0: you you made people think it's more likely that they pivot and tear things down. I mean, uh, next winter could be a fire sale. Could uh, be man, a, yeah. You could have you could have a real good argument for a fire sale. Yeah. Even by the trade deadline if things don't work out. I mean, I think she was better yeah. than that and that won't be the case.
1: But it's on but the table.
0: If Low yeah. and Vlad aren't coming back, then you know maybe you got to get something for them and then it's on the table. And then you're looking at, does Springer have any value anywhere? Do you take some cash back and get something for him? Right. Chris Bassett has value. You know, there's value in a lot of guys. Anybody on this want roster. an
1: IKF, please. Anybody, anybody.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's going to be IKF and Yariel Rodriguez next year. Like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's oh, David Schneider and, and a couple of Addison Barger. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that's realistic, but I think it's like not outside of that's the bounds right. yes. of possibility. So um, and so so it is uh, he's there's there's risk going on for sure in that uh in that this just might not be able to last much longer if they don't actually get it done. Um so in that sense, if I was him
1: Neither of those guys I'd have say, any I'd
0: just I'd say screw it and throw yeah. the money at Chapman yeah. or, or Bellinger.
1: Neither Bo or Vlad at this point have uh, any incentive whatsoever to sign long-term at this point until they at least investigate the market, right? Like you've you've come this far and maybe they will decide I'm happy here. And if your money's competitive or you offer more than anybody else, I'm happy to stay, but there's no reason to expect either one of them now to sign before they at least test the market. Is there?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I mean, Vlad is so hard to put a value on because of how yeah. not great he's been the last couple of years. Um, so that's that would be tough anyway and then you know if he has a great year this year yeah the what what is the incentive for him if uh, if he has that kind of year what is the incentive for the team to you know now if yeah. we're talking like
1: which guy are $300 you 300
0: million dollars yeah um, so so yeah i, I mean I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they that they could get something done, but it does seem you know if you're betting, you know, I would absolutely bet on those guys that are going to reach free agency, which is maybe what the plan has been all along. And you know, I think we've talked about it. I'm sure we have, and people have about you know their their family backgrounds, they're, like mm-hmm. they're not they're not the uh, the prospects growing up in in poverty in the global right. south who are are w- more willing maybe than others to. Uh, to jump at life-changing money like that, you know they're they're pretty comfortable. Yeah, uh, if they don't make another dime in the in the big leagues, right? So, might as might as well go for that bag. Sure. Um, so it'll it'll that'll be fascinating, and yeah, this year's going to tell us a lot, I think, about uh, about the direction of the franchise. I mean, last year obviously not much has changed. Uh, there have been incremental changes the last few years, and it, it could be pretty significant this winter uh, unless they really. Um, give the team reason to keep running it back.
1: <laughs> well, so last thing for you then and look, I think we are both probably in a similar area that it's possible they go win the division, but it's just as likely they're they're in the wild card race and you're looking at teams across the AL at that point. But can you kind of take a run through the division for us and just who looks better than they did last year? Who's maybe taken a step back? I mean the the one that stands out right now is the Yankees have gone out and gotten Juan Soto, which is clearly going to help um but he's going to be uh, the first guy up every time uh that Stanton grounds into a double play it'll be Soto getting <laughs> thrown out in the second and and we'll see but are they better the Rays are always a bit of a a bit of a mystery that you know at the end will be there but you don't really know why uh the Orioles I'm with you were perhaps not quite as good as their records suggested they were last year but are clearly on the come and on the upswing and and I don't really know what what boston is when you look at the division right now kind of how do you see the jays fitting into it
0: yeah i i think those are all fine i mean once so is magnificent yeah like he's gonna help them they got marcus stroman uh rodon's gonna looks like he's gonna be healthy they're like the yankees are a problem uh i you know i don't know what all the projections say but i you know i think that they they seem to me like the clear favorite for the division mm-hmm. uh you know things things that the Blue Jays have been the clear favorite for the division the last couple of years. Yeah. So uh, how'd that work out? But uh, but yeah, I think I think you're right about the Orioles too. Like they are, uh, they were, were they played over their heads last year, but you know they're they are better now than they than they were last year. Um, so that the, they're absolutely a threat. They could win the division again. They could. They probably won't go out and have the same uh, RISP luck. But uh, but another you know adding holiday. Uh, adding Corbin Burns, uh, you yeah. know, adding uh, whatever what they haven't done, they haven't done a ton, honestly, and and losing some of the pitching is is going to be a problem. But they're they, they weren't great, they, they don't yeah. rate their rotation even beforehand. Uh, and yet they, they've got such a great core of young hitters that, uh, I mean, I think they're they're absolutely a threat. The Rays, I this you know, famous last words, I think this is the year the Rays maybe <laughs> take a little bit of a step back. Um, you know, just because the 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 all, a risky the, statement
1: all. that Atkins never I know made. I
0: mean <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I mean how, it, it can't this finally this can't you know all the all the pitching they've lost, um, you know Wanda Franco is off being a, a, a you know in jail hopefully yeah um, suspect you yeah. Know, yeah, being yeah yeah to, yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, I, they always do find a way, but uh, they're, they're, they, it feels to me like that's a bigger hole than most years for them, just right. without Glasnow, you without, without that guy, with uh, and, and just some of the <laughs> the losses they've had. And, and but it's like you look at the names and you're like, oh well, this team can't be any good. And then I don't know, look we at get any to race open up the, the season last ten years, them and <laughs> then, yeah, <You> know, <laughs> sweep yeah. us three
1: and o to start. And, uh, here we go again.
0: Wouldn't, wouldn't it? Wouldn't be surprising? Um, yeah, yeah the Red Sox. I, I, they could still spend some money. It doesn't sound like they're going to do it. Um, Rappin I like Devers, I think I was that, happy to that see them. Sign that.
1: Liam Hendricks. I thought that was cool more for Hendricks than for the Red Sox. I was glad to see yeah, after everything he's been through, um, to get a two year deal get guaranteed 10 million bucks. I was happy to see that.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, like I think they're not great. I think they're the bottom team in the division, but okay. also they, you know, the Red Sox have some of those, you know, they all, they always seem to have one of those years where the, the Blue Jays never have where it's like, "Oh, <laughs> we think we're bad and then oh, suddenly they're just they're good for just some accidentally reason." Accidentally good. A, yeah. That's just, it literally never happens to the Jays. <laughs> it, it's so it's it's, you know, it's frustrating. It's strange. Um but maybe that's maybe they maybe it has happened and and I just didn't notice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think that I so I think the Jays sort of fit fit in the mix probably with the Orioles there, the, the behind the Yankees and ahead of the Rays is where I would okay. sort of put them to start. But you know who knows uh, Matt Chapman might change that, uh Cody Bellinger might change that, might push them into uh more of Yankees territory. But I don't even think that would at this point. You know by like the literal actual pro- uh, projections, only adding a couple wins probably wouldn't. Wouldn't move the needle enough to put them up above the Yankees. So, what are you,
1: what are you seeing in terms of Jays win projections, and what do you kind of think is the is the realm there or the the range there?
0: I was looking at something. I think the like the Fangraphs one, uh, like the Fangraphs one with the, with the Zips and Steamer combined, has them at like eighty four, which is oh. uh, no not what you want. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Pekoda has them at like eighty eight, and like All right. are the, the if right. or sixth best team in baseball. So there's there's some variance there. Sure. Um, and the uh, yeah, I think the steamer or the the Fangraphs depth charts one has them. Um, I think the I think they might even be on the play on the outside looking into the playoffs. There, I think they might be behind the Mariners, behind the Mariners, Twins, Rays, Orioles, Yankees, and Astros.
1: Leaving a big steamer out there. All right. Uh, yeah, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, they did so well compared to their projections the last few years. So.
1: Um, Throughout, uh, you you did mention that you've got a uh, a mailbag coming up here in the next couple of days. Whenever you uh, manage to get that posted, what else is going to be up on the bat flip throughout spring training that we can look forward to?
0: That um, you know, just more stuff like that. I'm going to get you know back into the swing of it. I I really kind of felt good la- at the end of last year. I started doing these uh, pieces called Stray Thoughts because uh, before I, I don't know, I hadn't really found my my footing. Even though it's been a couple years doing it on on Substack. Um, Often would take a lot of time and really go over a game and analyze stuff and get deep into the uh, the data and uh, and and try not to miss too much, you know, if I was posting about a game or even a series of games, because sometimes it would take me three days to write about all three games. Um and then I kind of scrapped that at the end of last year and was like, oh, here's just some shit I'm thinking. Uh, and that seemed to work a lot better and, and lead to me you know, posting more stuff.
1: I thought so, it was great, uh, man. The the big think pieces or the big reads or whatever you call them are, are fun. But every now and then it's just, yeah, you know what? I watched the last game or two. Here's what it looked like to me. And I'll just get that out quick. I, I thought the balance I- there was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, thank you. Uh, I I felt that too. I felt that that's more in my wheelhouse anyway. So um, so yeah, gonna do some stray thoughts throughout the spring. Obviously, some bigger pieces too. Gonna look at the the roster. Gonna look at the people who are in camp. Uh, stuff like that. Usual busy work kind of spring training stuff. But uh, first, I gotta get this damn mailbag out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll start thinking about stuff like that after that. And then also, uh, Nick and I will be podcasting again soon. Um, just
1: got some Blue Jays happy hour coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Um,
0: just working on some stuff in the background, uh, some little changes or maybe big changes. Nothing I can announce, but sure. uh, but uh, yeah, you can expect that as well. Uh, I think that's, uh, I, I, you know, I love uh, chat ball with Nick, so it's going to sure. be another good year of that, and maybe maybe we'll be doing it more often. Who's to say? Nice. But uh, right. but All that right. that should be good too, right? <laughs> really stepping up our game just as the team uh, Steps, pivot, pivots pivots into, into a
1: rebuild. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's great, man. I I love the pod, as you know, and and love your work. So we'll link to all of it there in the show notes at tallcanaudio.com. Uh, the return of the blue Jays happy hour podcast, always a great listen when you're done with this listen, of course. Uh, and course. then, uh, the Backflip.ca uh, is, uh, is Stoughton's, uh, sub stack. We'll make sure, uh, we link to that and no doubt we'll come knocking again long before spring training is, uh, all these things that you just said, I shouldn't pay attention to through spring. I'm going to come and ask you to react to anyway. So, uh, you can, you can get ready for that. Uh, Stoughton, always appreciate your time, man. Good talking to you again as we get ready to start off another, uh, another six month, seven month marathon, maybe. Eight months. If we can get into some October baseball, that'd be great. Uh, but wouldn't always, that, pre- wouldn't that be something? That'd be yeah. fun, man. And I mean, we've always gotten. <laughs> I remember
0: when the, they did that once. It yeah, done. The
1: last couple of years, we have gotten into that month of October, but not very far. Uh, we're long done by Thanksgiving. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see what that, all that looks like. But I always appreciate your time, man. Looking forward to having you on again throughout the season, and uh, and thanks for doing this. Yeah, anytime, man. Thank you. There goes our buddy, Andrew Stoughton, man. Always a lot of fun to talk to him. And and look, the reality is what it is. The team might be fine. They might be better than last year. There were some numbers last year that suggested that this team is better than their win total, which was still pretty good, 89. I know we went into the season kind of hoping for more like 92. You're talking about one weekend sweep against Minnesota or something, and all of a sudden you are a 92-win team. So things turn pretty fast in the baseball world. But it just, it was all pitching, and so you felt all summer, like, it's right there. You're down 3-1 because your pitching staff has been elite again today, and you just can't score. And that's what made it so frustrating. Like, at some point, it's just, if you're down 6-1, if you're down 7-1, screw it, you just turn off the TV and leave. But at 2-1, at 3-1, you're like, no, we're still in this, uh, a double with, with guys on base, and we're back in it. And that double would just never come. And that's the frustrating part of it. When you're pitching is that elite and it keeps you in it and it keeps you winning all those games and it keeps you watching. But that offense never comes because offense in any sport is the fun part. I want to watch my team score a lot. And that team in 2023 should have scored more and it just didn't. And so, you know, that was tough to watch. And it feels like that could be out there again this year. But we don't know. We'll see. Do they make any other moves throughout the rest of the spring training? Does someone step up and 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 take a spot that you're not quite expecting? You know, is Dalton Varsho more like the hitter that he was in 2022 instead of the one that he was in 2023? That would go a long way. Can Vladdy improve on, on 2023? That's going to be the biggest one. I think you know what you're going to get out of Bo. He makes a ton of contact by the end of the year. Always right there. One of the top hitters in the AL. If not... He's had multiple seasons where he's finished with more hits than anybody else in the AL. Springer, mm, getting up there a little bit, starting to age a little bit. Justin Turner, a couple years ahead of him. You're only probably looking at him to DH. And so can he ah, just keep it going? Is it, He's been in decline the last couple years, but can he still hit? Or is this the year where he finally hits that number and goes off a cliff? Or finally hits that place where he goes off a cliff? The Blue Jays are betting that it isn't. And I think it's a 50-50 shot. He might be just fine. But when you're at that age, you have to at least allow for the possibility that a guy suddenly can't catch up to the fastball anymore or, or whatever it might be. So there's a lot of questions in this training camp. And all of them hinge on, okay, if the pitching is as elite As it was last year, can the hitting come around and catch up a little bit? But if that pitching isn't quite as elite, now that hitting has to come that much further, and now you're in trouble. So always enjoy uh, Stoughton's take on things, Uh, a level-headed take, a guy who's willing to sort of settle things down. Settle me down a lot of the times. I'll have him on, and, and we've lost six of eight or whatever, and he's like, yeah, but it's like less than a tenth of the season. How about you just chill out? And he's usually right. Uh, so a valuable voice there. I would highly recommend you subscribe to his work on the batflip.ca. That is his uh, sub stack. And we will link to it in the show notes. He doesn't put anything behind a paywall, but you can pay to subscribe. It's three or four bucks a month, whatever it is. And you get access to the mailbag. You do get some extra content, but mainly you're, you're supporting him and his work. And as he says, you're allowing it to stay free for everybody else. And look, it's a tough spot in the media business right now. He wants to keep his audience up. He wants to keep people being able to come to his website. But the second you put it all behind a paywall, most people get frustrated and leave. But if you want to pay, like if you want good work, if you want good content, if you want someone being honest with you who doesn't happen to work for Sportsnet, like most of the, uh, the Blue Jays coverage does, you got to pay for it. That's just the way it goes, or you should pay for it anyway. And so, yeah, three or four bucks a month covers your uh, your subscription. I highly recommend it. I've been subscribed for years. Um, the guy does really great work. Always good enough uh, to come on our show. Like I said, that's thebatflip.ca, and, and the link will be in the show notes at tallcanaudio.com or wherever you're hearing me right now. Again, just to circle back one last time. Look forward later this week. We still believe we haven't heard from him. Because he's traveling, as I sit here and record this on Tuesday afternoon, Lee Sage on his way back from Europe to the nation's capital here in Ottawa. He says he's coming Thursday. There was a little bit of a, I don't know, debacle would be overstating it. Calamity, oh, maybe? Calamity. Some confusion. As, uh, as Rob mentioned on the way out of of the last show, that Lee would be here on Wednesday. I corrected Rob and said he would be here on Thursday. Neither of which were correct in terms of when you're going to hear it. Um, that episode, if he makes it to town, he'll make it to town. Does he make it to the studio or does the jet lag kick his ass? He'll be in studio on Thursday, which would mean a Friday morning release, which means Rob and I were both incorrect when we, uh, when he announced it and I corrected it. So uh, look for that, like I said, probably on Friday morning if he makes it. And if not, it'll be on our social media feeds at, uh, at Audio on Instagram. Or on Twitter, uh, we will make sure that uh, that we let you know whether that's going to happen or not. But uh, don't look for it until Friday morning, regardless of what we said on the last one. Uh, that's where we'll wrap this one up for today. Hope you've enjoyed this one. We're going to have a lot more baseball talk as we fire up spring training, as uh, as opening day approaches, and obviously throughout the season. We got a lot of people on our uh, on our friends list. We want to circle back to Dan Schulman, I uh, want to get him back on the show. Arden Zwelling will get back on the show. Mike Wilner will get back on the show. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to uh, to all of that. No matter what happens around the Jays, whether they're a bit of a bummer, whether or not they turn out to to surprise us all pleasantly, um, baseball season is, is just one of those things. It's there every single day. And uh, I don't know. Maybe you're loving it. Maybe it's a bummer. Maybe it's like a lot of relationships you've been in has its ups and downs and it lasts six months and then it peters out. That's baseball. It's on every day, unlike the rest of our sports. And so uh, we love talking baseball on the show. And we're glad that, uh, that spring training is up and running and another what is sure to be at least interesting. Whether it's good or bad, we don't know. But interesting. Blue Jays season has arrived and uh and we'll be all over that moving forward here on tall can audio so i hope you'll subscribe to the podcast wherever you're hearing us right now and uh, give us a follow on social media at tall can audio thank you so much for listening today my name is matt robinson we'll be back friday morning hopefully with lever sage we'll see you then the hell is that number one bullshit
0: oh number
1: one bullshit why are you so pissy